We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. Like craft beer for your ears. This is the PT Pinecast. Well, according to my uh, notifications... We're live. Welcome to PT Pinecast, a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. They say the best conversations happen at happy hour. It's true. Welcome to ours. I'm Jimmy McKay, a physical therapist and your podcast host tonight. Uh, Great show. We're talking about the truth behind sexual health in physical therapy, bringing in an expert to do that because you don't want to get that information from me. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, really wherever quality podcasts are heard. Also, probably wherever bad podcasts are heard. We're probably there, too. Uh, video casting these as well. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, at PT Pinecast on the socials. Let's bring in tonight's guest, uh, a physical therapist who's going to get with us, not like that, to the truth. She's going to get with us to the truth behind sexual health and physical therapy. Jocelyn Conley on the show. Jimmy, hi. Thank you so much for having me on. This is like such a, an amazing experience because I remember years ago when I came up to you, what was it? CSM? I'm like, okay. I'm obsessed with your podcast. Wait, when was, which CSM was this? This was, I don't know. I think it was, it was, at, oh, it was in uh, New Orleans, not New Orleans. It was in Texas that, awesome. the, the, nope, not, it's cool. Which one? San Antonio. San Antonio. Yes. <laughs> you just threw San Antonio under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. That city not was cool. not, not as cool. Got it. Got it. Got it. I think it was that, or we may have met before that, but I, I remember how, I mean, I was listening to the podcast, like on repeat, like certain episodes Ooh, really? on repeat. Yes. Pretty much you and my mom that might do that. That's it. That's it. Just you and my mom. But I, I, I appreciate it. Well, I mean, now you're on the show. Now you've, you're part of the program. Someone's going to listen to you on repeat. It, oh, I would be flattered, but also really embarrassed. <laughs> well, let's, let's make sure everybody knows who you are. When someone says, Hey, who, who are you? What do you do? How do you answer? It depends who asks. But the first thing I say is I'm, I'm, Jocelyn Conley, pelvic floor physical therapist and founder of the Vagina Doc Physical Therapy and Wellness. But most people on the internet know me as the Vagina Doc. You're just going right for it and clear and concise communication. And again, the Twitter handle at the Vagina Doc. Um, when did you uh, when did you graduate? Like, how long have you been doing the Vagina Doc thing? I graduated in 2017, and the Vagina Doc was born. That the branding was born. 2019 around Memorial Day. So like a year and change. Yeah. And is it going well? You know, at first it was really tough. Right. Because my target was active women, fe- female athletes that were having issues, whether they knew it or not, uh, with their pelvic health. And I would go to gyms and the people were so uncomfortable even just saying my business name. So if I were doing was doing a workshop, they wouldn't even say they're like, oh, we don't want to say your business name. So what do we say? So that was a little discouraging to me. And I remember uh, I, I jumped ship shortly after I created the Vagina Doc and left my full time job. And at that time, I wasn't necessarily ready to take on a business and be broke as I literally was barely able to buy groceries. So that, that instability, and then the other people just 
not taking it well in Arizona was tough, but I knew it, I knew it would pay off in the end. And and I mean, there was a lot of people that were like, this is so cool. We'll never forget about it. And that I would say has been the new theme. Great. All right. Well, we have to get the uh, the tough questions out of the way first. We always say the first question is always the hardest. Uh, What are you drinking? I think we can kind of tell if if you're watching the uh, other webcast, it has a very distinct bottle. Yeah. I, I hate to be cliche, but I'm drinking a Corona extra right now. Yeah, I'm doing the same. When I found out that's what you were drinking, I was like, let me th- let me throw one on there. So cheers to you. Cheers. Uh, first round brought to you by our friends at Owens Recovery Science. They are a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. That's a BFR. All the cool kids are calling it that these days. Uh, and, and the equipment you need to apply it properly in your clinical practice, plus the research, plus they have their own podcast about BFR, uh, plus Johnny Owens and his team, which is featured in that ESPN uh, story called Project 11 with Alex Smith, who got a start last week or got on the field last week. So uh, check out OwensRecoveryScience.com for information about BFR. All right. So I've mentioned in the intro, the vagina doc, right? And we're going to talk about the truth behind sexual health in physical therapy. So you mentioned in your struggle in starting a business, people had a hard time even saying the name. I think that highlights that the fact that there is an issue there. This is a body part, right? And you were saying that uh, people had issues, you know, your, your, your potential patients had issues, whether they knew it or not. So when we say the truth behind sexual health and physical therapy, how do you typically respond to that? Or, or what comes to mind when I throw that out there? That's a great question. You know, the first thing I think about now If you asked me this six months ago, it might have been a different answer. But when we think of sexual health, the first thing we think about is sex, right? You don't go, a normal person isn't thinking about the pelvic floor. And with the, the word sex, there's a lot of baggage to that. There could be trauma. There could be shame around it. So I think that is what really create and just just sex in general creates the taboo. Taboo, right? Yeah, but now I think about oh, I think about the pelvic floor, the abdominals, how people are contracting, their awareness of their body, and it blows my mind how physical therapists, specifically people that specialize in pelvic health, are not more a part of the conversation when it comes to sex. And, you know, a lot of people come in and see us with back pain or chronic back pain, chronic hip pain. And how many times are we screening, like fully screening their sexual health and how they perceive their sexual health and how that could be part of their problem? So how do you do that? How do you go from uh, what you know, right? And I'm lumping you in with physical therapists because, and I want to reiterate this on this episode and every episode, the stuff we think is basic as physical therapists from our education is not, right? The, the, the community, society as a whole, what we have is valuable and we should remember that. So how do you go from, hey, what I know is Jocelyn, how I can help these people in my community, people with this, this uh, issue or not, and those things that you mentioned, uh, potential trauma or taboo or... The fact that, you know, you might be at a gym to do a, a, a course and people wouldn't even want to say the name of your organization. They wouldn't want to say the name of the vagina duck. How do you overcome that to make sure that you can get from point A what you know to the people you want to be able to help? 
So since I've left my job, I've kind of created a system of how I help people. And that system created a bridge to me basically opening the door to these conversations. I'm like, look, what you're coming in for, how we approach it is we've got four facets here. We've got physical health. We've got mental and emotional health. We've got spiritual health. And then we've got sexual health. I cr- I've, I've separated sexual health into all the different categories. Sometimes I put that into the physical health and then financial health is in the facets, depending who's sitting in front of me, who's, you know, they're saying, well, I can't afford it. So I, I have some flexibility there, but I'm like, these are the four facets of health here that we're, that's contributing to your problem. And then we break down physical health into physiological and then what we think as physical therapists, musculoskeletal, neuromuscular. And then I go down. So we, we talk about fa- factors related to that. So if the hip, if someone's coming in for hip pain, then I, whatever I educate them on is pertaining to their problem. I'm like, look, so even though your hip is here, it's stabilized by these muscles here, pelvic floor glutes, abdominals, and so on. And then we talk about the way that I approach mental and emotional health. I'm like, what's your relationship with yourself? Like, what's your self-talk? What's your relationship with your support system? What's your relationship with food? What's your relationship with exercise? What's your relationship with alcohol? Uh, Money and all the, the things that we tend to cope with as human beings. And then from the next facet would be this, the spiritual health. It's like, what do you, do you believe in this? Like, do you believe this is going to work? Because I can tell you, I can help you, but I need you to believe that this is going to work. And so once we transition into sexual health, I'm like, look, whether we like it or not, this is what this is. And I just, I, I approach sexual health from a, a clear, you know, this is science perspective. And they're like, oh my gosh, no one has ever done that. Never, no one has ever told me that. Why? Because of a taboo? Because of the many different things that you mentioned? I think so. Doing this and kind of pushing people away and keeping people away from speaking about it? Because I like how you said this from a communications guy. You said, I, bro- I build a bridge to beginning the conversation. The bridge has to be built. Beginning the conversation. It can't yeah. be the middle. Like you, need, you need to make sure they meet you at the beginning of that conversation. Yeah. And so I think... So I did some research because I didn't want to come on here on a podcast of PTs listening and them saying, this isn't evidence-based. And even while this... Smart on you. Good call. While this isn't related to physical therapy research, this is more along the lines of primary care. Physicians aren't screening sexual health because of embarrassment. They're shy. Social anxiety of their... of what is going to come from the other end? Like what, what the answer is going to be it's personal beliefs and it's personal beliefs thinking that the person's chief complaint isn't related to their sexual health. Um, some other barriers that they talk about are time constraints, inappropriate, uh, environmental conditions, which we can all attest for. We've, we've all been there. You're not going to ask someone, Oh, do you have a problem uh, maintaining an erection, or do you do you ejaculate early in the middle of a gym? You know, we just right. don't do that. And and then uh, insufficient 
medical training around sexual health. And that is true in physical therapy as well. Even for physical therapists that are interested in pelvic health, it is insufficient. In ba- you're talking about in, in like regular PT education. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Component of, but how deep, you know, can you go? We had, we had an episode like a month ago, month and a half ago, where we had three or four pelvic health physical therapists on and the amount of people watching live and, and putting questions in there just said, we've obviously keyed in on an issue where people, physical therapists, we're not even talking about society, right? So I put, and if you're just listening, I'm, I'm, I'm using hand motions on a podcast, which is probably not the best podcast thing to do. But physical therapists know, know, know X. We, have, we know society knows less than X. And for us to say physical therapists recognize their lack of knowledge and, and, and deficiency in that says a lot that we need to pay attention to this because this can and should come up more often. It should because I was telling... I was telling Bridget in the pre when we were before we got on, I'm like, you can't help someone's back pain if it's their pelvic floor is literally like glued to the back of the pelvic wall. I mean, you can, but or if they're just so they go home and they literally they are not safe or they're not necessarily feeling comfortable in their situation. And that's really important to I mean, I don't know about you, Jimmy, but whenever I'm not getting my patient anywhere, it is, it's, it's so exhausting. And it's got to be exhausting for them too. They're oh, sure. For a yeah. So let's talk about this. Uh, you know, you mentioned jumping into starting a business, which I feel like we're talking about pelvic health. Yes. But we're also talking about you starting a business, which is a bold move, which is a very bold move. Um, give me some wins because you, you mentioned how it started off a little bit difficult. People maybe not wanting to have a conversation or it being something they've got to whisper about. Well, starting a business, you want to build a business around whispers. Um, you know, give me some wins around being able to start those bridges to conversations about sexual health and and how things are now starting to be better for you and for the people that you get to, to serve. I think the biggest win has been my ability to have control over my model. And that's building the bridge. Because there's no, like, what I tell the, the, the providers and the students that I mentor, I'm like, look, as much as I want you to ask these questions, you've got to be prepared to have an answer. And if you don't have an answer, have the resource yeah. to provide the answer. Because if you don't, you're then, not valuable. Right. And you're just freaking the patient out. So that's number one. And when I created th- that model, and I have a journal that my patients, I have, they go through it. And it's like so, so awesome because if I'm doing bladder training or it's all in there, everything's in there and they can see like their progress and they rate themselves and they rate how, which aspects of their health, pelvic health typically is a priority. And that is so exciting for them. So I think having control over the model was the biggest win and being able to reach people, not just in Arizona, but everywhere. So hold on a second. So you actually have a journal that you give to patients when they begin their journey with you or the relationship with you that they go through and you give them very, very clear questions. And then you're assessing their answers with them. Like as a communications guy, this is like, Hey, they get to fill that out on their own time, which probably lets them be a little more honest. Um, 
you're probably asking them questions they've never been asked, or maybe they have been, but have been a little bit nervous to answer. And you're probably getting better information that way. I just started implementing this within the last few weeks. And I like when I'm treating now, it's like I have tears because it's like this is not just helping their pelvic health, but it's like their whole life. So that was the biggest win. That was so cool. And they really see it. They are taking an active role in their care and they feel they finally have some control and they get it because they don't get all of the pelvic health stuff, but they get the stuff that's in the journal. Well, now they're part, of, they're part of the journey, right? And they feel like they have control, which is what we're striving for anyway. I want to give this person control. You could it, literally take pelvic health out of it, back pain, leg pain, uh, neuropathy, any, any issue. I want you to feel like we're in control. I had a buddy who texted me this morning. Hey, man, I'm, I'm eight weeks post rotator cuff, and I'm, I'm going to this PT three times a week. And I'm like, that's a lot, like eight, what? So I'm like, do you feel like you can control this? He's like, I, he just keeps telling me to do different things each time. And I never feel like I know where I'm going with this. I'm like, that's a bad relation. Like you've just described, and he's a psychologist. So I'm like, you've just described a bad relationship. And he's like, oh my God, you're right. If someone had come to me as a patient, I would have said, this sounds like a bad relationship. I was like, you have a bad relationship with your healthcare provider. They're telling you what to do and you're supposed to just do it. You flipped literally the script by giving them a script to fill out for themselves and help them write their own story. Immediately, as soon as you put the pen in their hand, they have more control. I think that has been one of the most rewarding things I've experienced in my professional career. And it, this is all pretty new because it was one punch after the other. Like COVID hit and then I almost had to move in with my parents and then I teamed up with a couple private practices that are just concierge practices here. So I am able to just work in different settings and practice how I want to practice. And it's no, I'm not being forced by any physician. The, the, develop, the, the relationships I'm developing with the physicians are so much deeper now and Why? they mean something. Because it's, I, not, it's not sped along. It's not forced. Is that why you're able to? Yeah. And I think like when my patients go back to their providers and they're like, this person has taught me so much. And they're actually like being part of the conversation. When, like, right, when they say like, and I want to make sure the audience caught that. Jocelyn didn't do something to me. She taught me something. Like that's very, very different things. Like, right. Like one is I own that. She taught me something that I will now go do. Or she did something, which means I now have a reliance. I have to keep going back to her. That's a big deal, the way you said that. And, it, you know, I feel like I've gotten, I got pushback in a traditional PT setting of like, because not every insurance company reimburses for code 97535. And I'm like, that is bullshit. What the hell? Are we purposely trying to keep this person in the system right. by not providing them like, so I was spending hours on notes just trying to like wiggle my way. Like, no, this education was actually neuromuscular. <laughs> well, you know what I just noticed too? And I was, I was going to bring this up later was, you, so you started a business. You are a private practitioner. You are an owner of your own destiny and business and you have your own patients, right? Um, you mentioned several times, I quit my job. But you created it. Like, so I, I like the fact that like you quit your job and you started a practice. Those two things are not the same. Like you quit a job. I don't want to work a job. Neither did you, nor should you. 
and you created a business to help people. So like, even your like word selection for me was really telling. I quit this job. Like you can get a job anywhere. Jobs right. are hanging on trees. Maybe not during a pandemic, but like you get what I'm saying. So you quit your job, which is an easy thing, right? I got a job at 16, but like, and then you created a business, a practice around this model. Like, and literally just hearing different words that you're speaking, I feel like it's really telling. And like, do you like, I don't have to ask you if you like it. I can already tell because you're using different words when you describe it. What What is in this journal? I've got to know, like, give me like some broad strokes because this is like, I like this. You've got one right there. Of course you do. This is great podcast preparation. She's just going to pull one out. Because I like when people, I love doing this because when we work with um, clients and communication issues, and I'm talking about in PT, uh, the PT profession, components of the APTA, state chapters, or private businesses, um, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I've gone as far as you. Maybe I should. Maybe you're inspiring me today. But I sort of have this paradigm of questions where I always ask, and I'll give away the goods, what do you want the end user, whoever that might be, to feel, experience, learn, What's 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 the best review ever, right? You don't have maybe you didn't create your business yet. Write your first review. What did the, what did they say about you, and what did you do with them or to them or for them, right? So I'm interested to hear it because you've literally I feel like done that. You're writing your reviews for you because of this journal. So tell me about like what kind of things are in it. So that I haven't made it hard copy yet. It's just e format for now. All right, save a tree. Which. I mean, I'm so excited to see this, Jimmy, because this has literally been such a game changer. So the first thing that they do is they go through this assessment of the four facets. It hits every false belief. Like if I can't afford it, I don't have time. Every false belief. And I'm not telling them they're realizing it on their own. And that's the beauty. It's their story. Yep. And so we go down and then there's like specific. So I am, I have a subset that's not just pelvic health. It's just regular, like my regular PT clients say they're seeing me for their shoulder and goes down. They rate their like energy consumption, sleep. They go through all of that. And then they rate it as, and this isn't evidence-based, but it might be in the future. It's, Satisfied, dissatisfied, not applicable. Keep it simple for them. Black and white. Right. And they go through it. They they rate it on priority or low priority, high priority, or not applicable. So it's an easy scoring system. And after they go through that, it can break down. It breaks down into a little bit more detail. So like functional would be like rolling, sex. That's how that transition, like intimacy, toileting pooping, peeing, like it had specific, uh, like vertical reaching into the closet, all of that. And then it breaks down into even further because I work with more athletes. So endurance things. Uh, So that would be if, because I work with a lot of people, uh, I'm a CrossFitter, I work with CrossFitters, uh, anything that would fall on the endurance. And then it, it also is reflected in like speed work, strength work, where appropriate. So like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. So it makes them. So from there they do a whole health assessment on the four facets and it's on a 10 scale. And basically it, it, the language is used such that they're self-talking. I regularly take care of myself so that I can feel my best. I make sure that I prioritize key aspects underlying optimal health, which includes sleep and how I fuel my body to regenerate and rebuild itself. 
I don't get sick often, nor do I suffer from flare-ups of chronic disease. And then so that just goes along for these categories. And then after that, they do – so the weekly reflections. Ongoing, making sure they're still in, in, engaged in their own care. Yep. The one activity I should bring more attention to today, area of health I, I want to focus on, and specifically what that is. One thing that might get me out of – I have to – one thing that might get in my way today. I have to reword it. I'm okay, still editing I'm it. I'm my goal or – Yeah. And then a strategy to implement or avoid the disrupt, disruption. This is motivational interviewing – yeah. On paper or however you're going to share this with them. When do, you, when do you give this to them? Before their first eval? At the what, where? First evaluation. Yeah. So first eval. And I have discovery sessions so that I can. They are ready. We know we're a fit because I've done. the. It's not worthwhile. I have colleagues that are amazing. And I'm like, hey, I like. I, I, I think I can help you. But I have a colleague that might be a better fit for you based on our conversation today. And we leave it at that. And then I open this up. I'm like, look, if you're going to work with me, these are, these are the things that we're going to do to get to your goal. And this gets them so excited. I mean, it, it's crazy. Why? So, Why do you think that is? I, I think I have an idea, but I want to hear from you. Why are I, they so excited when they see that, when they hear you asking all those different questions in a different way, in a unique way? I think maybe because it enables them to visualize a pathway to success where it's not just something that's floating in their mind. They can actually see it and they can, they have the power to like put it on paper. I don't mind being a number and a regular, uh, you know, put on assembly line if I'm getting my oil changed. I have no problem with that. I'm like, you know what? Change my oil the way it's supposed to, I don't know, change my oil. Right. Right. Or like, you know, any, do my taxes. Like, hey, just do them right. Like, you know more than me. I don't really want to be in this journey with you. My tax, my tax guy's good. I love him. Great. Knock that out, right? I see you once a year. What you're doing and what physical therapists and physical therapist assistants doing is different, right? I cannot separate myself from myself. So you're bringing me into the journey, making sure that my wants and needs and desires are recognized from the beginning. How do you, I mean, this is the way to get, everybody talks about therapeutic alliance or buy-in. You're literally asking them to help you, help, you're, you're literally helping them write their story along the way. And then, what, so when you do this at, at eval, and then you're, you're showing me at follow-up and you're having them do self-reflections, you're showing them value the entire way. Jocelyn's not doing anything to you or for you. She's doing it with you. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be sitting there in someone's vagina with my finger, I need them to trust me. Right. Yes. And, I and have a vagina, but I would say yes. And even whenever I treat guys, which guys are so much easier to treat most. Really? Often. It depends. But yeah, often I love treating guys. They're, they're fun if okay. they can be seen early enough. But yeah, I mean this really, but they see that, they're like, we are going to problem solve through you've through the, your setbacks because the one thing that people need to understand is they have to be emotionally ready to experience not only wins All or right. steps forward, but the steps backwards. Right. And so many aren't. They get so defeated when they have 
setbacks. And this is what I think your journal, your narrative is that you're building, which is, hey, listen, I don't have a five-step solution to perfect anything. It's like, okay, so I'm going to listen. You're different. This is not an oil change. This is a path to recovery, a journey, and we're going to go on it. I'm going to ask a bunch of things about you now. I'm also going to ask them recurring, right? Like, I never wanted to be a PT who was just like, so how was your weekend? Like, how are things? Better, worse, indifferent? Like, that's one question, but like, tell me about that, right? You need to go to the open-ended questions to bring them in. Not just like, well, you know, it kind of hurt when you did that thing on my hamstring. It's like, okay, tell me more. Tell me more about that. Why do you, why do you think that hurt more? Yeah. One of the reflection points that I have is uh, something that I read it today. It was, I, oh, yeah. Well, we spill beers all the time on the show. Oh, one thing that I have them have them reflect on is the question, geez, brand new MacBook Pro. Get your computer, take your time and get your computer saved. I can go to commercial. We actually don't have any commercial. Is the computer okay? I want to make oh, sure. Oh, I think it'll be okay. All Let right. me just get a towel. Get a towel. I'll take some time right now. Jocelyn's going to get that. Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, we do want to let people know that we're going to be uh, doing the keynote at the uh, New England Physical Therapy Conference that's coming up the first weekend of November. Do we have the website for that? I feel like the website for that would be great right about now. I didn't prepare for that. I'm seeing Bridget say, ooh, that would be great to prepare for that. Uh, we're going to be talking to Chris Petrosino, who I want to thank from Sacred Heart University, who just sent me a shipment of beer. That's the best way to thank your favorite podcast host. Um, uh, New England Physical Therapy uh, Conference coming up first week in November. That is going to be Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island, which ironically is not an island, which I feel is false advertising. But uh, we're, we're getting the address for that as well, as Jocelyn is cleaning off her MacBook Pro. This is the beauty of live radio, Jocelyn. This is what I was born in, which is like, if you think things are going to go right. Uh, I once did an interview with the band Hinder. They had like two or three pop hits, you know, for about, do you know Hinder? Oh, yeah. I drank an entire bottle of tequila in a studio with Hinder. I mean, I didn't drink the whole thing. We as a group drank it. But uh, then they spilled a little bit of that tequila on the board, the control board, which, by the way, costs about $30,000. So I saw my career flash before my eyes. So this feels a little like that, although it's your computer, not mine. So I feel less sweaty so is everything okay over there in arizona i think it's, I th- I think it's good i think it's good right. i was just getting so excited about you mentioned like asking about people's weekend and i'm like yeah i hate as a student my skin would crawl I'm like can't you ask a better question like i have no problem with that question but it can't be the only question or right like, different questions different questions exactly so one was like, I was curious about negative slash positive thoughts, emotions, and physical discomfort and pleasure. And that question, I think. Good open-ended question. Yeah. And they reflect on that. And that tells me something. More so than, yeah, it hurt right. a little bit. Right, 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 right. You know? question, Sorry from about that. question from the audience. Cookie wants to know if you've treated any males. You mentioned you like treating males. They're fun. With Pyronie's disease. Yeah. So Pyronie's disease is that when there's that, there's a connective tissue issue and there's a big curve into the shaft of the penis. And I actually have not though. I think it would be interesting. I have P 
people that have they don't have the diagnosis, but they've like, what do you think about this? And they're like, I have a curve in mind. I'm like, tell me your history. And there's typically some sort of so the injury. F- the first time you get that as a clinician, are you like, are you able to like, I don't, I guess keep a straight face because like I didn't come across that a lot in my PT education. I mean, I worked in peds after school, so I definitely didn't come across any of that. Um, but like. It's got to feel, number one, good that someone trusts you enough to ask. I would say so. Like, people ask me all the time about, like, what are your thoughts on circumcision? Or guys that know me as, you know, just friends that that will ask me that. I'm glad that I create that safe space. But, yes, I am professional when I need to be. But when I leave the room, sometimes I am laughing. Like, I can't help but laugh when I say penis. You can't. I can't help it. It yeah. it breaks the seriousness sometimes. Sure, sure. You're human. Yeah. You're human. But the first thing I would do, I would have, like, if I knew I had someone that was, I mean, they I get random phone calls. I'm like, how the heck do you have my personal number? Hey, do you need, do, I, I have this issue. Are you accepting new patients? If I get that call and they're like, I have this disease, I would probably have to do some research at first, but. I mean, that's nothing compared to some of the pelvic pain problems or cases that I've gotten from in the past. So tell me about a win. Tell me about one of those um, patients that you get to work with that you've seen to the finish line and it really inspired you and told you like, yeah, I made the right decision quitting my job and starting my own practice because I got to do change this person's life. Man, I mean, I feel like I get these little wins every day. Right. I would say this was actually when I had already put in my months. Like I gave a couple months notice because I didn't want to like leave them hanging with all these pelvic pelvic floor patients. Uh, There was a woman that I had worked with and I prior to her, I did not like treating pelvic pain. The, The cases sucked the life out of me. Because I think I just didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to approach it. And she just, I, I saw her for a long period of time. She had good insurance and we spread out her visits. And she, I mean, couldn't wear certain things, had a hard time even functioning at work. And then she was exercising, able to sit. She was getting to intimacy. But at that point, she was her own like barrier at at barrier or her own worst enemy at that point. But we still connect. And she's like, I just can't believe how much I learned from you and that you're still in my head. And when I have a flare up, I feel like I know exactly what I need to do to get back on track. And that's exactly, that's a reminder of, okay, this matters. These people, I haven't seen them in so long and I'm still in their head, even though I'm probably really annoying. Yeah. it's It's a good way. Yeah, I love that. And the cool uh, cases are like when they come in, the sky is falling. I have prolapse. And then the first visit, I I mean, when I do my exam and I'm like, do they have a denervation injury? Or like, do they have a, a, a bilateral avulsion? I mean, sometimes they present and I'm like, I, I have to like control my physiology that I don't turn white. And then I paint the roadmap, give them a few things, not too much. And then say, but don't don't get alarmed because this is this is often what people present as when the pelvic floor can't move because scar tissue is suffocating it. 
and they come back and they're coming in and they move different and their vagina is like completely different. It's insane. It's got to feel great. Oh, it's, it's so rewarding to help those people because it's not helping them just, it's not helping an ankle or wrist. It's helping them, their confidence in, in their body, the way that they approach their family and their partner. It, A lot of ADLs going on there. Yeah, it is everything. Poop and pee. I mean, we do that all the time. Thanks. Can you imagine smelling like pee? Hate going into nursing homes because of that. No, it'd be difficult. All right. Uh, tradition on the show is called Three Questions. Are you ready for three questions? Give them to me. Do not spill the... Three questions brought to you by our friends from Aureus Medical Staffing, A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. Leaders in hashtag travel physical therapy. Uh, positions in all settings in all 50 states, not just outpatient ortho. Find them online at A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. Logo in the corner down there. Um, so first question on three questions is a where question. You're in Arizona, but if you can go anywhere in the country and do what you do, minus COVID, we'll just take that out of the hypothetical situation. Where would you want to go for three months? This is selfish, but okay. I would want to go to Mammoth Lakes because that of it? that's in California Okay. or Mammoth, California. And I would work like in person, but then also work, work virtually and just hike every day. All right. Well, be selfish. You can with your PT license. If there's people there, go yeah. be there. Uh, second question is a what question. What's something you've watched or read or down or listened to book, movie, podcast that you just think the audience should should know more about? This book, I think every student should read like today. Okay, and that is Brene Brown's book, The Gift of Imperfection. That book changed my life, and I've read it like three times. Brene Brown. I I'm doing what? What's her leadership book? I'm reading that one, or I started that, but I haven't finished it yet. Is She's it the good. Darren Greatly for Darren, managers? Yeah. Dare to lead. Dare to lead. Dare, yeah, that sounds right. All right. That's your what. Uh, now, who's your who? Uh, who is someone the audience should know more about? I think everyone should know about Jenny LaCrosse. She okay. is located in Texas. Her hand, Instagram handle is at Pelvic Boxer. She's doing her PhD in hip pain conditions and how they impact the pelvic floor post-operatively pretty cool i like it all right so that's the uh, three questions brought to you by our friends at Aureus medical staffing again find them online at a-u-r-e-u-s medical.com now it's time for your mic drop moment let's do the parting shot Parting shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy, leaders in OrthoPT. Uh, great course to think about as the board certification deadline approaches, which would be current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy. Uh, a great course if you're thinking about taking that OCS exam. Find them online at orthopt.org. A lot of independent study courses, ISCs, as the cool kids call it. Uh, the Running Athlete, a new one you could uh, dig into. Again, that website orthopt.org. My parting shot would be Jocelyn. Make sure you keep that computer upside down. Maybe put it in some rice. Sometimes that works. But what do you got for your parting shot for the audience today? Well, man, I would say don't be afraid to 
even if you're in neuro, if you're in cardiopalm, if you're in other areas of PT practice, to learn about your own pelvic health. Because you're one, if you're not educated in the area, it's harder to talk about. And then two, if you're not comfortable within yourself, it's even harder to talk about. Yeah. So get to know your own pelvic health. Do your own self-exploration. Notice I said self-exploration. And team up with people. If, if you don't want to treat it, have someone to help you out to Perfect. refer to. Uh, give people the website. What's the website they can check out with you? Oh, so I'm in a transition, but my general website is in construction is www.thevaginapt.com. But right now it's like half done. None right. of the links are active, but they will be shortly. We'll, we'll get you there. All right. Well, uh, Jocelyn, appreciate you listening to the show. And now you were on the show and people are learning from you and you taking bold steps. This is what we want to hear about. We want to hear about you extending and, and leaning into learning and trying to help other people in your community. So thank you for doing that and appreciate your time. And thanks for having a beer with us. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. It's so much fun. Cheers. Cheers. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. All right. Show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management, Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. To providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It's poured fresh by me, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University. And it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist, Juliet Dassinger. And by producer and creator, second year PT student, Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. PT Pinecast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pinecast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love you. I love you, love you, love you. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.